Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and create a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your free copy of my book, The Water Walker, check out juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Hey, Ayana, I'm so excited you're here. Okay, guys, if, if you've been like under a rock and have missed all of what I'm up to now with this Awake conference, Ayana is one of our speakers and I'm so excited she said yes and that she is coming in person because let me give you a little background real quick. So Ayana and I were in this mastermind together. Well, first we were in a like course together about speaking and, um, it was amazing. Marshawn Evans Daniels does it and it was wonderful and beautiful and we love her. Um, and afterwards we, with a few other girls decided to form a mastermind together because y'all, let me tell you, there is something about getting in the room. And although we were in a virtual room because it was right around COVID, (laughs) it's so, so powerful. And you get to really experience what somebody else is like. And I just loved Ayana's vision and her energy. And I was like, I need her at my conference because she just brings so much to the table. And she's such an advocate for women and for wives and being an entrepreneur, being an ambitious woman you know, there's a meme out there that says our option as an ambitious woman is either a supportive husband or no husband at all. And it's like, I get that, but you know what? Right. No, that's not what scripture says. And I love that Ayana is such a bold voice for what's true Mm -hmm. and to empower and equip women to live out truth and to find what marriage is really supposed to be about and how enjoyable it really is. So welcome Ayana. Thank you. I'm so excited. I am so excited to be talking to you and your audience right now. And I am so excited that we finally get to meet in person. We have been meeting virtually for so long and we get to meet in person in a few months. Yes, I'm very excited. So Ayana, tell everybody a little bit about what what you're most passionate about with wives, because I was on a prayer call this morning, actually, and we were praying over our husbands because you know what, if you're not praying over your husband, ain't nobody else praying over your husband. (laughs) Um, but, but one of the women was talking about how, like, she was really struggling in that fix him, fix him Mm. mode, which I think we can all fall into. I know I have on several occasions, And um, you just speak so well into how to get out of that and what we really should be focused on. So so talk a little bit about that. Well, I really, it started with me really finding myself in that and getting lost, losing myself in marriage and mommy because I have twins and then I had a 28 month old. So basically I had three little people that needed a lot of me and I started focusing so much on them. I lost myself. And my husband had to come like, okay, I know these kids are important, but I'm over here. Yep. Hello. And that was like my way of thought. Yeah, I was like, hey, hey you know, still, still me. 
still here, right? So I was like, okay. So God took me on this journey of trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this well? Because God has given me these kids. He's given me this marriage. And my husband and I are, you know, marriage is about kingdom business as well. So if we're going to walk this out, how do I do that? successfully. And I realized that I had to make sure that I was taking care of me. And I realized that there were so many wives around me and so many of my friends that weren't taking care of themselves either because we get lost in our titles and different things, which are great. However, you know, it's one of my favorite scriptures is like, you know, it says two become one. Mm -hmm. That still means there were two, like you still two full individuals that God has called to create this union and this covenant with him to walk out plans and purposes he has for you both. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have individual plans and purposes for you as individuals. So I try to make sure that I am empowering other women and wives and those who want to be wives to really like dial into that, really pour into themselves in a way that's not selfish, but a way that allows them truly to be selfless. Right. Because it's so true. Um, I did a podcast recording the other day about finally breaking free of that, like, um, self-reliance that I had created, not only in my business, but in my marriage. And have you seen Encanto, by the way, this is kind of, no, my kids just watched it this weekend with the grandparents and I clearly need to. Well, when you watch it, cause you should, there's a song that the older sister sings and like Mm -hmm. her gift is of strength, right? And she talks about all this pressure that she carries to be the strong one, to be the unbreakable one. And I think sometimes as mommies and of wives, we kind of bring that on ourselves. And I had to go through that same similar journey of that, like allowing God to break those chains of self-reliance. And it's like, wait a second, you, you and I, Lord, like I'm doing this vertical hand motion, Y'all can't see it because this is a podcast, but (laughs) I'm doing this vertical hand motion because I did, I had to get really vertical with God and like, wait, you still have things for me because he says, I have things for you before you were even created. He had a plan for us as individuals. And it's so important not to lose that, but talk about some of the like practical things you did to start walking that out. First, I had to have some honest conversations with myself mm-hmm. because I think on it, I think we are often not as honest with ourselves as we think we are. It's easy to kind of point out somebody else's stuff. Like, okay, well, you need to fix this. And girl, if you did this right. and I can help you do that. But then when we look in the mirror, we're like, well, I'm just going to leave that, you yeah. know, or we're going to work on that later. So first starts with like having honest conversation with yourself and honest conversation with God about, okay, well, what? are you calling me to in this season and realizing that it may look different from how you want it to look. And this season is not going to last forever. And I think in that you give yourself freedom to be, okay, I can take some time to focus on me or my marriage or my kids or whatever it is at this season right now. And it's okay that I'm not focusing so much hundred percent on these other things. And then it takes help. Mm -hmm. Help is not a four-letter word. It's not, you know, it is God provides people and resources and different things within your circles, or even if they're not in your circles, that can be accessible to you to get the help that you need. For me, it started with a therapist. 
There are some things I had to work out, some things I needed to unlearn, some packed, some, you know, suitcases of, you know, traumas and different things that I was carrying that I was allowing to dictate what I thought marriage should look like in in this season or the next. And I wasn't looking to what God was telling me how our marriage should look, how I should be showing up as a wife in this season, realizing that it may have been different from seasons before. And it may, I may not always have this same, you know, kind of way of doing life as I do right now in a few years. And that's okay. Change is okay. Nothing is meant to stay the same. That's right. And honestly, as wives, if we look, if we take a look back and I had to think about this myself was that, if I was married to the same Ayana that I was, you know, 15 years ago, this we wouldn't be where we are. <laughs> she said, nope, not even me. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't I, I, myself. I, correct. I'm like, you know what? We got some work to do, sis. I mean, and that's that, that's that's a part of that honesty. Yeah. And I also got a coach to kind of help me work through some things to kind of realize that like my therapist helped me kind of do the back work, the go through my past and everything like that. But as a coach, she helped me move forward. Like, okay, how do I want this next season to look like? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, I gained all these things Now I can help other women do the same thing. And it's so important that you also are communicating another practical thing that is necessary is to communicate with your husband continuously as you go through this journey, because you can't change and then he hasn't gone along for the ride. Right. Come catch up. Correct. And he's looking like, um, how do we get here? Why are we here? And do I really need to go there? You know, so it's like you need, you need to be growing and we need to be committed to putting in the work that we put in all the other areas of our lives and how we want to show up well for everyone else. We need to make sure that we are walking alongside with our husbands as we are, you know, wanting to show up well first for ourselves and then for them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wrote down, I was taking notes because she's just got all these little nuggets, but um, there's a couple of things that I want to go back over. So one of the things that you said that just reminded me of, I've, I've written about it in my book, John Maxwell says it, um, uh, I've heard other people, I think Tom Hanks said it on an interview one time, but that this too shall pass. You know, we hear it so often when things are bad or sad, like at funerals, right? Oh, this too shall pass. But it's like the good stuff passes too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's like this awakening to, okay. And it's like, you were talking about these seasons, like you have to be present in your season. You have to be aware of where you are in your season. And it's so important. And you talked about how you had to unlearn things. And that is so powerful because we think that because we've been carrying this stuff around for so long, that that's just what comes along. Like it becomes a part of our security blanket that we carry around. It's like, no precious, let that go. You wonder why everything feels so heavy because you're still holding on to all the crap from before. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's so hard. And um, expectations, I talk about it all the time. And it's something that, again, even as a coach with um, my clients and stuff, I would talk about expectations and how frustration occurs when they're uncommunicated and they're not being met and they're unrealistic, right? All these things. Yet I still wasn't clearly communicating with my husband right? I was holding an expectation for him, but I wasn't communicating what that was. So he can't meet them. 
You can't, you can't meet it. Expectation, expectation that you don't know that exists. That's right. That's right. And so we had this, like, we ended up, <laughs> we ended up developing this throat punch because, and he did the same for me. He held expectations on me, especially mm-hmm. when the, the kids were really little, he would come oh, yes. home from work and be like, where's dinner? And I'm like, first of all, it's Thursday. We've been out of food since Tuesday. <laughs> Second of all, like, I can't hardly even stand up. You think I'm going to make dinner? Like unrealistic expectations. But I never told him that I just would get mad. Right. You know? And so it was just this constant, annoyance of when he would get home, I would almost dread him coming home. Cause I'm like, he's going to, I'm going to, and the thing is one other thing you talked about was being in the right people and, and being aware of, um, who God can be bringing into your life, into your awareness to be able to help you because the people that you were with in certain seasons may not be the same people that are going to be serving you well in this next season. And right. it's, so important for people to understand that because we can get comfortable mm-hmm. in this chatter that we create with our friends of complaining and all, all this bad stuff about our husbands because it all becomes right. easy. And they're like, oh girl, I know, but really we need to be calling each other higher. And that's why I'm so drawn to you and what you're doing for women, because it's so needed. It's so needed. Too many people are too comfortable yep. in letting their marriages go. Right. I'm just going to say, it. I just said it. Yeah. I just said it. Cause it's or comfortable. You know what? Not even just comfortable letting the marriage go comfortable, not realizing that you can have a great marriage yes. Comfortable and not realizing that your marriage does not have to look like anybody else's for it to be amazing, comfortable <laughs> enough to realize that, you know what? Maybe I don't really want that because it's not working out. Like, but no, you do still want that. If that's still the desire of your heart, then you need to see God. Okay. What is it that a I'm seeking that I shouldn't and right. how do I need to work on me so that when I am put in a position or put in a relationship that God does have for me, we can make this work? Yes. Yes. It's so, so good. So good. So what, what was like one of your turning points that you had of maybe like an aha or a revelation? I like to call them revelations because I believe that that's what God does. <laughs> Those are from God. Yes. So what was, what was a, a revelation that you had of, uh, oh, I, oh, okay, Lord. Like I, I see some ish in me that we got to clean out. Like what was one of those for you? I think it was when it was actually when I started um, beyond committed, I was getting very, I wasn't, I was complacent and frustrated all at the same time. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, do I was a stay at home mom and a housewife, which I love. I love being at home. I love being able to serve my husband and my kids, but I gotten to the point to where, okay, they're in school. I'm kind of, what am I, what is my purpose? Because I'm, I've been living for them, which is, was a season and I don't regret it. I wouldn't change anything about it, but we were, my, we my family was growing, but I wasn't. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here trying to, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I do this? Um, And then I was struggling with it. And my husband was seeing that I'm struggling, but there's nothing he can do about it because he can't give me my purpose. He can't walk it out for me. So, you know, our husbands like to give us answers and fix problems, but he couldn't fix me. Yeah. 
you know, and I was like, I didn't feel broken, but something wasn't working. So I'm sitting here, I mean, and I'm praying and I'm trying to figure things out. And then I'm sitting here like, okay, well, Lord, we do all this ministry stuff with marriage and ministry. And I do all these things and I'm like, okay, well, what if I didn't do it that way? What if I changed it? And then I'm like, okay, so how do, what is that going to look like? And what does that look like for my home? Because I had been committed to just my husband and my kids. And now I want to do this thing and do this business thing that's going to take time, effort, and money that is going to take away from, you know, the devotion that I'm giving to my family. And how is my husband going to receive that? You know, and I'm not available all the time. And now we have to schedule things because you can't just come to me and I can just do it all. And I was just, you know, trying to just figure that out. And then that's when I saw the, um, the, um, course and everything. And then from Marshawn and I'm like, and I struggled, like even bringing it to my husband. Cause I'm like, okay, I want to start this thing. I haven't made, it it hasn't made any money because it's not even a thing. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and I want him to invest in me. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to realize that I was worth the investment before I could come to him because at first I didn't even think I was worth the investment. Oh, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. I did not. I did not think I was worth the investment. Yeah. And that was a lie yes. from the enemy. And I was yes. like, and then God had to show me, no, you are worth more than the investment. Yes. And your husband will see that when I can truly come to him humbly you're like, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. And I think this is the next step, not just for me, but for our marriage, because it takes both of us to invest in the time and everything. And I think this is what's next, what God is trying to do in the earth. There's this, there's this next level that he's trying to take others to that. I have to walk out my part in order for them to walk out theirs. Oh gosh. It's so true. And I, you know, There's no, first of all, if you're listening and you are in that place of feeling like you can't go to your husband, that you can't talk about these things, listen, there's no condemnation here. Okay. We have been there. I have been there and it feels terrible, but just like Ayana said, it's that those thoughts are coming from the enemy. You have an enemy after your mind and it is his goal to totally destroy what God has planned for you. And so be aware of that and start surrounding your people, surrounding yourself with people who are going to point that out in you, who are going to see what God is calling you to do. And that's why this conference is so important. And I, I have been called to it for two years and I was like, no, Lord, not going to do it. (laughs) Like, nope. There's COVID now. It's just not going to happen. And then I went and I was on big stages, global stages for Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And I was like, this is incredible. This is so cool. And every time I would get off the stage, I felt like a part of me was broken. And for a long time, I was like, but Lord, like, this is a really cool opportunity. Like what's going on? And he finally led into my heart. Like you're, you're seeing this audience worship these men Mm. and become idols in their life. This is not your stage. I've just been preparing you. Mm. And that's really where I've got the Holy Spirit goosebumps, but that's really where the awake conference was birthed is in this desire to give these women who are going through these things that we've been through. Like, Hey, you're not alone. You're not crazy. 
This ambition that you have in your heart, this vision for bigger, for higher, that is absolutely from God. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be people that don't get it, but it's because they were not given that vision. So come surround your come surround yourself with people who do get it, who want to empower you and encourage you and give you practical tools. It's so crucial. Sorry, (laughs) this is failing it. (laughs) Nah, I needed it. No, no, that was for me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just, you know, I love that. Again, you've been such a bold voice for wives. What is one of the things that you are intentionally implementing in your marriage right now that is really helping you to walk out this newfound purpose that you have as a kingdom entrepreneur? There's two things that I do. I A, am an intentional every day with checking in with my husband about what are our days look like? Like, what does today look like? Because it's easy for us to get caught on our own paths and plans of the day mm-hmm. and not check in, not know what's going on, not know that a need needs to be met because you're just kind of doing you. So I'm very intentional about that. And I'm also very intentional about scheduling time for each other. That has nothing to do with business. And like, literally we do date, we have scheduled date nights. And then, and it's funny because we talk about this. We're like, okay, the car ride is business time. We can talk about, I can talk about my business. He can talk about work. We can talk about whatever. But the minute the car stops and we get where we're going, that's it. Yes. No work, no business, no plans, no nothing. Because you need to have a safe space to just be you. Yeah. You need to, and then you also need to have time just to be the wife. Yes. Not the mommy, not the business owner, not the sister friend, all those things. You need time with your husband for you just to be his wife. And he needs time with you just to be your husband. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, whatever business stuff he has going on, not to help you, not to fix you, not to, none of that. Y'all need that intentional time. So I'm very intentional about a checking in to make sure we're on the same page for our day. Yeah. And making sure that we schedule time just to enjoy each other. Because at the end of the day, all the business stuff is great. All the accolades is great and all of that. But if my home is broken, it's not great. So true. So true. Oh, it's so, it's so true. And, you know, when you're talking about that, you intentionally check in with your husband about like what's, what's going on and what's coming up and all those things, you know, I made a blunder. (laughs) In that I was like, okay, I know that's what I need to do. So we have our Google calendar, which I live by. Everything goes on the Google calendar and it's color coded and all that stuff. And um, I got into the habit of saying, we'll check the calendar. You'd be like, well, I didn't know so-and-so had this practice. Well, you're supposed to pick them up. It's on the calendar. Instead of actually taking the time to just communicate it with him. Again, I was holding this expectation of like, look at the calendar. <laughs> when that that's not fair for me to do. I and I I would rather at that time, I would rather have just like sat in my stinky diaper, you know what I mean? Like just be right <laughs> in what I thought was right <laughs> instead of humbling myself enough to go, you know what? He's got things too. God right. is working on him through things too. And maybe in this season right now, I just need to be the one that comes to him and say, Hey, let's talk about what we got going on. Right. You know what I mean? Is that, is that bringing your, yourself down of like, Oh, you know what? It, it's so, 
it's okay to be the one that says, Hey, let, let's, here's the idea. Let's do this. And another thing, um, with scheduling the time, you know, I say to my clients all the time, like I should be able to look at your calendar and tell what's most important to you in your life. Absolutely. And it's so eye-opening to me because they'll have like dentist appointments and this and this and this. I'm like, where, where's your devotional time? Like what you say that matters. Where, where is it? All right. Where's your time with your husband? You say he matters. Oh, well, I don't, I don't want to have, I want to be free and I want to be spontaneous. Cool. But listen, there is so much freedom in, in structure and all boundaries. Right. <laughs> so much freedom in that because then it takes all the guesswork out. You can still be spontaneous and not irresponsible. Absolutely. And just because you've scheduled the time doesn't mean you have to schedule the activity. And those are two different things. Okay, we're going to get together and go do something Tuesday night at seven. Yeah, I didn't have to plan what Tuesday night at seven was two weeks ago. It can be six thirty on Tuesday. What are we doing? Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it's just, it's, and it, and I think that also the wanting to be free. That kind of, I want to be free and spontaneous. And that's not real life when you got responsibilities, you run into business, you got kids. I don't, I don't have free spontaneous time. That went out the window years ago. Yeah. I have scheduled time. I have intentional time. And when I don't, and I also am intentional about sitting and doing nothing. Yes. I'm intentional about that too. Like yes. then at the end of the day, I have on my calendar, read and chill. Yeah. I love it. Because I need both. Yes. And I, exactly. If you're one of those people that like, no, I have to have spontaneous time, then block an hour out and be as spontaneous you want in that hour. Correct. Be free. Yes. And I get back to work. Yes, but be responsible because here's the thing. If, if, if you keep having these issues that come up over and over and over again in your marriage or in your life, in your business, then it's time for a change. And yes, it can be scary until it's not. Right. Until you start walking it out. And here's the thing. If God is calling you to hire, it's not so he can like laugh at your effort. It's not so he can just be like, ha ha, just kidding. That's not how he works. He's a good, good father. He wants you to experience an abundant life, not just when you're in heaven, but here on earth right now today. And I just, I think it's so important that people really grasp that about how for you God is. Yeah. And he's for your marriage and you don't have to have. And I think that's one thing that I, I struggled with, especially when I felt that, you know, I wasn't worth the investment because I thought, okay, it was like having a business and investing time in that way was going to be at the expense of my marriage. Mm -hmm. And that was a lie too. Like, no, you will make some sacrifices. Yes. Cause that's life. There will be some trade-offs. There will be some times when, okay, you're going to be able to show up well in one area and not in the other because that's just what what's needed. But that doesn't mean you can't have both. That doesn't mean I can't have a thriving, loving, fun, intentional marriage and have a thriving business yeah. at the same time. They both can exist. Yeah, that's so true. So one of the things that I ask all of my guests is to talk about uh, their, but God moment, because over and over and over in the Bible, you know, the Bible is explaining about all this turmoil, all this struggle, all this challenge that's happening. Right. And then it's like, oh, this, this is terrible. All this is terrible. And then the next line says, but God, 
And then it's like, oh, and like how he works and all the things that are happening. And so what is a but God moment that you can remember that really was a big shift for you? Okay. So okay, I was like, I think about this. So I was, I, I helped, I helped run a Bible study and I helped, you know, I participated in the Bible study. So we were studying Genesis. I mean, and how many times have you read Genesis? I, you know, you know, the stories, you know, what happened, you know, from, I mean, from Adam and Eve and you're like, okay, I know, I know what's, I know what's going on with these people. And at the time I was struggling with trying to find balance in marriage, my marriage, while trying to advocate for other people's marriages. Mm. So I was, you know, struggling in the balance of it all, because like, when you start a business, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And it's like, okay, some things are working and some things aren't. And how do I, you know, navigate that? So it was like kind of hard. And then my husband was, you know, going through some things at his work. So we were both kind of in a place of just trying to figure it out. So it wasn't, you know, everything wasn't smiles and roses. And then we were studying Hagar. And when she's in the desert and she calls God El Rohai, the God that sees me. Mm. And that was like, I never, I mean, I never saw it like that, but I'm like, okay, God sees me in this. He's seen me in the broken things that I've experienced and he's still with me and he sees me and I need to be aware and acknowledge that he's the God that sees me. And it was like, okay, Lord, I can, I I can do this. And then that helped me to realize that I'm not in the confusion myself. My husband is, we're not just trying to figure it out on our, on our own and our own human understanding, but God sees me. He sees where I am. He sees what I need. And I need to trust that he's going to give me what I need to work it out. And he did. My husband ended up getting a new job. I ended up working out my systems and doing things and finding time to rest so that we both got on a place to where, okay, God sees us and we can work this out. So yeah, that is definitely my butt God moment. Isn't that great? I love those. Those are my favorite. (laughs) So it leads me to ask you this question because I know that there is somebody listening right now who is thinking, well, that's great for you ladies, but my marriage seems to be beyond repair. What, like, what is God leading in your spirit right now, Ayana, to tell her? Nothing with God is beyond repair. Nothing with God is beyond reproach. Nothing with God is beyond. I mean, if God created it, he can fix it. Mm-hmm. So let's, there's nothing about us. There's nothing about our past situations. There's nothing about our past hurts that God cannot help to fix, redeem, and to help you to get over. Some things won't change. No, that doesn't mean that God is going to fix everything. And, you know, it's going everything is going to be roses and, you know, Instagram perfect. No, because that's not the life he promises either. Right However, right. he promised never leave us or forsake us. That's right. And if he's called you to, yeah. he's going to help you through. That's so, so I, so I would say that it's in the, in the place of, okay, this is beyond repair. Well, do you believe God is who he says he is? Mm. And then, and I have to remind myself of that. Absolutely. So this is not a, well, I can preach. No, and there's moments 
throughout the day that I'm like, okay, I can't do this. This is not with all of these things. And I have to remind myself that, okay, God is bigger than all of it. So if I am going to truly walk out what he's called me to do as a woman and as a wife and as an entrepreneur, then I have to submit that his ways are higher. I have to submit that he can fix and redeem anything. And I have to submit that as a daughter of the king, I have the right to that. So it's not, it may take a lot of work and it may take a long time. However, there is nothing beyond God. There's nothing that he cannot fix. There's nothing that he cannot redeem. And also there's not, there's also things that God is trying to teach us in the broken places, in the hard times that we are going to need in other seasons of our life, or that somebody else is going to need for us to be able to speak into their lives. So it's not beyond, it's not beyond repair, not with God. That's right. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. We're going to go into speed round. Are you ready? Okay. Ah! I don't know. I don't know. What am I ready for? (laughs) He's like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) What are we doing? What's speedy? All right. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions and you're going to answer them as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. Speed round. All right. Ready? Tacos or pizza? Tacos. Favorite date night? Uh, Dinner. I just like to eat. Girl, me too. Feed me. Now you ain't got to do nothing else to me. Feed oh, me. Speak, all right. We're going to pause here for a second because <laughs> the, <laughs> we just talked about food. So we're taking it sideways. Um, the VIP dinner, the place that we were having it, I am so excited about. It is oh. going to be so delicious. And I was going back and forth about several different restaurants or do I have it catered in or, you know, but I was like, you know what? A lot of people are coming in from, from all over the country. And I want to allow them to see some Southern, you know what I mean? Like I'm in Georgia. We just won the national championship. Just FYI. (laughs) Um, Like they're going to be in Athens. So like, let's, let's celebrate where we're at. And um, I think that, I don't know. I just feel like there's something really beautiful about coming around food and experiencing yes. food and laughing with one another over food. I, it's just an incredible experience. And so I'm so excited to get to have that with our VIPs and just to be able to pour into them and like, see them, like look them in the eyes, hear their stories. And, uh, cause I remember I went to, uh, an experience one time where I signed up for the VIP ticket and I signed up because I got the branding photo shoot, which I'm replicating as well. Cause I think that's really cool. But, um, the VIP dinner, I went up to Lisa Bevere because she was one of the speakers Ooh. there. So, um, I know. And here's the thing. <laughs> I was so nervous, but I, my husband and I had actually had a fight right before because usually when God is working something new and you're celebrating, you're doing all these things, something's going to happen, right? Exactly. And so that's exactly what happened. And so I was, I was upset and I was sad and I just went up to her and, um, she's like, Oh, you have beautiful red hair. And I was like, well, actually it's pink Lisa Bevere. And I was like, I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) Like I corrected her on the color of my hair, but anyway, and then, um, she just put her hands over mine and she just prayed with me. And she was like, of course this is happening. And like, she saw me, she heard my story, she listened and then, and then she helped me through it. And I just, to be able to do that for these women to, you know, there are people that are coming that need a breakthrough. Yep. There are people that 
are going to receive healing. There are people that are going to have chains broken at this conference. And it's it's so anointing and I'm so excited for this to be there. Okay, sorry, back to the speed questions. Okay, um, what is one thing on your bucket list? Um, go to Morocco. Go to Morocco, why Morocco? I think it just looks beautiful. The colors, the texture, the, I, I'm a foodie too. So it's like the colors, the texture, the, the spices, I mean, I, all of the things. It's gonna be delicious. Mm. See, now my mouth is literally watering right now. <laughs> Food. Yes. Um, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. Well, yeah, you did say Morocco, which is pretty beachy. <laughs> um, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Romans. Rome. Ooh, why Romans? Because Romans is a book that teaches you about Christianity. Yeah. And if it's like, if for me, it's like, I, I, if you could, if I could give someone who, whether they are a new believer or have yet to come to Christ, one book, I would give them Romans because it's like, okay, this is what the Christian life is about at its right. basis. Right. And then you can go back and understand, okay, yeah everything about Jesus coming and everything about the Old Testament and how we got here and why we even need Jesus and all that. But it's like, in this life, what? how do I live out right now? Yes. And that's for me is Romans. Oh, that's so cool. I say that about Ephesians. Like if anybody were to say, what's one book I could read? And I think that's that's Paul, you know, right. because he, he was against Christianity, you yeah, know, he was persecuting yeah. others. <laughs> and it's just a beautiful example of how God redeems. And it was like you were saying earlier, there is nothing beyond the reach of God's redemption. There's nothing beyond it. And so anyway, and I want to thank you so much. And I want to remind you all that the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. And we look forward to you coming to the event March 31st through April 2nd, where we can all celebrate together. Yes. Yay. Bye for now.